Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist in Yankton, South Dakota. I'm glad you could join me for this episode. Uh, <clears throat> in this episode, we're going to, we just have some things uh, that we I would love to share with you and to um, invite you to be a part of. We are up and running for this fall, and uh, it's been really exciting. There's a lot happening in the church. There's things that are ramping up. There's things that are winding down. There's uh, things that I just want to be able to share with you. So this is going to be very informative um, as far as events, but also some rationale and some behind-the-scenes sort of knowledge. One of the things last year, as we were coming into this year of 2023, that the leadership team and uh, really discussed was uh, a value around transparency in the leadership, uh, a value around including people in the process, a value around um, having people know why we're doing what we're doing, how we make decisions, um, and, and inviting people to be a part of it whenever it makes sense. And so um, with that in mind, one of the things I want to share with you is about a project that started this summer that's um, <laughs> uh, not going in the way that uh, I had hoped. <laughs> so you might have noticed that there is a giant hole in our parking lot. Uh, love that for us. Not really. Um, that hole is where uh, a playground is going to be installed. We This summer, an opportunity came up where a apartment building was selling their playground. They had taken it out um, and they were selling it and they were used, the contractor who had taken out the playground, the apartment building had made a deal with them that if that contractor could sell it, um, that they would get a cut in that, um, that there was, there was some sort of um, agreement there. And so the contractor had contacted churches and this was a dream that we've had for a while, or at least there's been some people in the church that have had this dream and had come up to leadership team in the past. It was kind of in a phase of researching playground equipment and, and, and they had already begun process of what does it look like with our insurance company and things like that. And so when this came about, it felt very like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is a great opportunity. It's meeting a need. It felt like prayers answered. Um, and so we uh, purchased that playground and then had gone into agreement with the contractor to install the playground. And um, so that was happening this summer. And our, our dream was that it would be done by VBS so that we could incorporate the playground into VBS. Uh, <clears throat> as you can tell, uh, construction did, or it's more like destruction, honestly, did start. Um, and that happened actually the week that I was gone. So it would have been um, the first week of August, which was later again than what we had really hoped for. Um, and then all of a sudden things just weren't happening. And we kept trying to contact the contractor that we were using. Um, and uh, they, they were being kind of evasive. And then pretty soon um, couldn't even 
get a hold of them anymore. And so we've been doing a lot of work on trying to figure out what our options are, figure out what happened to the contractor. Um, uh, and, and what we've come to learn is the contractor skipped town. And having taken, uh, we did not make payments for the full amount of the agreement, but a good portion. Um, we do have the playground equipment. It is in our possession. We have it. It is ours. Um, but we don't have anyone to install it. The contractor that we had um, made the agreement with um, is no longer here. We have been going, doing, trying to do due diligence as far as seeing what our options are to maybe recoup some of, of what we pay that obviously didn't get done. Um, but with these kind of things, and if you've dealt with this before, and as I've been talking uh, in different groups, um, what I'm learning is a lot more of you have dealt with this kind of thing than than I realized. I'm, I'm kind of uh, a newbie when it comes to contracting because I don't own my house. You guys own my house. And, and that's been the case for most of my adult life. And so um, it's I've never dealt with this on a personal basis. Um, you know, and I guess in some ways I just have this, I don't know, maybe it's an insane belief that when people enter into contracts with you that they're going to uphold their end of the contract. What I'm learning is that that's not always the case. So, um, so I want to tell you where we are right now. Um, we've kind of realized that that um, we're probably not going to be able to recoup the loss that we that we incurred with them kind of skipping out of town. Although I don't know that we have stopped um, pursuing our options there. And I think uh, I want to give a shout out to Ross Denherter for being so gracious with us and, and helping us and thinking through things legally and um uh, but we all also realize that if we want to get this playground installed uh, to start looking for other contractors who could install it. So obviously we've been reaching out to different places that have playgrounds and who installed it for you. The reality is most people buy playgrounds new and part of the purchase of the playground is the installation, which again is exactly what we had we didn't buy it new, but we had purchased it with the understanding that they would install it. And so that's been a little bit tricky. Also, you might be thinking, well, couldn't we just get a bunch of people together some Saturday afternoon and get this thing done? Well, the challenge there is with our insurance, um, in order for us not really to be held liable if something were to happen on the playground, we need to have someone who is licensed. The licensing, basically, the insurance will say that if that person is has is a licensed contractor, is licensed maybe in some capacity, it is a sense of vouching that they would know what they were doing, that they would understand the ne the ne necessary steps in order to install something like this, rather than a bunch of people like me who, you know, yeah, we can figure it out. If someone were to get hurt, the argument could be made that uh, maybe the, the the stuff wasn't installed properly and then someone gets hurt. And so the requirement for our liability with our insurance is that it needs to be someone who's licensed to install it. So um, that's where we're at. The other reality is um, what we paid that person, that contractor, 
some about 10,000 of that at this point, and, and, and I don't think we're giving up necessarily, but it's looking like we're going to be out about $10,000. Um, and so we're going to have to um, probably raise a little bit more in order to uh, get it done, uh, which is not ideal, but it is the reality. Um, the thing I will say, um, without going into too much detail, is uh, covering the cost of the playground and the equipment uh, before wasn't actually costing the church itself a whole lot of money because there were some donors that came forward uh, who really believed in that vision and wanted that to happen. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> um, I, I wish I could say that, that um, you know, we have the playground already. Um, so if that's something that you believe in, and hopefully lightning doesn't strike twice for us, I think we're a little bit more hesitant now <laughs> and make sure that uh, the person that we hire will be um, uh, stick to their word. Um, uh, but if that's something that you really want to see and, and make happen, there's two things that I'm asking. One is if you have an idea of someone who is a licensed contractor, or maybe even like like a landscaping company, um, I think that that might be a route we can go as well. But um, let us know so we can contact them and see if there might be some availability. And two, if you'd like to donate to this, I really, like I said, we have the playground and I know we've got, we've got like 50, 60 kids that come on Wednesday nights and how amazing would it be? They are energetic. And I would love, while the weather is nice, to be able to send them to the playground in our parking lot and let them play before before and after they do their 605. Even after Sunday, you know, like, get let your kids get some energy out. Um, if that's something that, that speaks to your heart and you would like to help a little bit with that, would you consider giving? Um, like I said, it's probably going to be around 10000 which is what we kind of lost out on um, for the work that didn't get done, that should have gotten done, that we had paid for. Um, so uh, those are the two things, if you've been wondering. I do know that the um, one of the conversations that trustees are having is getting a fence up around there. As soon, and the fence probably doesn't, we could do the fence. Um, and so they are looking into that. And, and when they start to get that figured out, if they need help, We'll definitely let you know if you would like to come help with that project. Uh, so we are very aware of that. Um, and if possible, don't park in the spots that are, that are right uh, right up next to that uh, to give room for people to drive through the parking lot. That would be great. All right. So that's, again, in the spirit of transparency. In the spirit of transparency, another thing that's happened is we've sold both of our church vans, which is... Um, which is really great, actually. They'd been sitting in our garage. Uh, we have a garage across the street. They've been sitting down there bef since before I came, not being utilized. And we paid to have them licensed and insured. And that was costing us a couple thousand dollars a year. Um, and so we, the leadership team made the decision that it's more cost effective for us to sell them. And then if we ever need a van that size for like a youth trip or, or a mission trip or something, it's more cost effective for us to rent at that point. And so those have both been sold. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited in particular that our handicapped van got sold to someone who really needed it and, and needed it in that way. And so um, 
just blessings upon upon those who received those um, bands. And so that left us with two open bays in our garage. And again, we have this space, let us utilize it. Um, and so we, the trustees in conversation with the leadership team have made the determination that, um, that we will rent out those bays. Um, and in the interest of not, uh, we know that there are some people that are interested in using this, but you might be one of them. And so uh, the trustees are going to be opening opening that up to sealed bids. Um, and it would be a yearly um, contract with the church. And then the sealed bid is how much you'd be willing to pay for those. And it's two, two spots in our garage. We have three um is base the right word? I don't know. We have three garage doors. Um, one of them we're going to keep as the church because we do have stuff we store down there. We're also going to be getting rid of some of the stuff that we have stored down there that there's no need for. Um, and again, the trustees have been working on that and reaching out to people. So we're not going to just like chuck everything. That's not how we do things. But if it's also stuff that like nobody can use, um, there's no reason for us to continue to store it. So um, they're doing that work. But if you're interested in uh, potentially renting out those for, for a storage purpose, maybe you have an extra vehicle or something, um, you can contact the trustees of our church. In particular, Dan Swihart's going to be your best point of contact um, and, and be looking in the bulletin. I think the trustees will also share it, but um, they're going to be doing sealed bids through Ross Denherter's office. Um, and you can look at what the contract will be there. Again, like I said, it's a yearly contract, um, sealed bids. Uh, and that just, if there's more than one person in our church, and, and we're really limiting it to church people, because again, we're still keeping some of our stuff there. And we just feel like that's a better option for us. Um, but we also, I mean, how do you choose between church people who want it? Like, that's not, Sealed bids felt like the most um, democratic way of doing it. So that that is something that is happening. Also, we have a trailer down there that I also believe will go up for sealed bids um, as well. And so be on the lookout. The trustees have been doing a lot of great work there, and I'm really uh, proud of, of the work that they're doing. So um, they're also installing garage door openers because we've never had that in the garage down there, which is mind-boggling to me. So uh, making some really good upgrades uh, and making that. Uh, and then any of the, the money that is coming in from that, once that gets going, um, will go into the same as if someone were to rent out a building rent out a room in the building for a party or something we called it build, building use funds and that's where that money um from from renting the garage will go again if you have ever have questions about that let the trustees know dan swihart merle brandt or scott kaziski you can definitely ask me i have limited knowledge um but if it's beyond me i will probably refer you to one of those three um if you have questions in regards to any of those things that i've just talked about but again, I just want you to be in the loop. I want you to be aware of some things that are, are going on that are happening uh, that maybe we don't touch on on Sunday mornings because it feels like, when would I do that? In the children's time? I don't know. So uh, speaking of Sunday mornings, did you like last week's sermon? Uh, 
I had so much fun uh, and I was nervous about it. Last week, I rolled 90 balls of yarn and prayed to God that I had enough for everybody in worship last week. Um, and we did, I am the vine and you are the branches and and made made a joyful uh, mess of yarn together. And I hope that you walked away from that experience um, really contemplating uh, what it means to be a part of the community, what it means for the people around you to be a part of your faith, what it means for you to be a part of theirs. And and one of the goals and one of the things that you're going to see a lot of us, um, a lot from the church in particular in this year, is community activity. Because I really believe that that's one of the things that we lost a little bit in in the dark years. <laughs> Can I refer to it that way? <laughs> I mean, I was here, but, um, you know, COVID, that's the biggest thing it took away. And I think that's been the biggest struggle in coming back from it is uh, some of us got really used to um, being home and it's convenient and it's nice, uh, but we start to lose connection with each other. And I think the strongest churches are the churches where every person in the church is not just connected to the pastor or, hey, I just like this pastor, so I'm going to go to this church, but have real genuine connections with the people around them. And not just one or two, but with at least a group of people so that um, if you lose your connection to the church, uh, there's still going to be plenty of other people that that you are part of that community. I say that as a United Methodist because the last thing I want is anybody in this church to only be at this church because of me. Um, I can't think of any person who probably is uh, apart from my immediate family, and that is quite literally true because they have to go where I go, but um, if that's the case, as soon as I leave and as Methodists, we know that that is a reality that will someday happen, hopefully long into the future. But, you know, we don't know these things. Um, but if I leave, they leave, right? Because that was their connection. And I don't want that. I don't want anybody to only be connected to me. I want everybody in this church to be connected to as many other people in this church as I can as, as possible, uh, and to find those reasons and those um, shared experiences and shared um, viewpoints and shared uh, interests to bind us together. And so we put up the yarn that you, that you all twisted and tied and uh, bound together into an art piece that is now downstairs in our lounge. And it'll stay up for quite a while, I think. Um, I'm really proud of it, not because uh, I was the instigator. That's how I'm going to think about it in a lot of ways. I'm often the instigator, but I'm not the owner. You're the owner. You all made it. You all make this church what it is. I'm trying to help you to see it. I'm trying to help you to embrace it. I'm trying to help you to invest in it, but it's yours. Those connections are yours. My piece of yarn is one piece. And my hope and my goal is that if I were to ever have to take that piece of yarn out of this community, that the whole thing doesn't fall apart. Because you are all connected to each other. And so 
I hope that you come and you see that and you take some time to reflect on that and and then take some action of like maybe my piece of yarn is barely connected like maybe it's wrapped in right here with this one other person or this one tiny piece slice of what this church is and what this church does and what this church believes and maybe maybe I need more than that maybe I want more than that Maybe that's why this hasn't been meeting a need or why I've been feeling so disconnected is because I am. And I want you to be connected. I want you to be that your yarn is so twisted and tied up with everybody else's yarn that you're not going to be able to extract it. Because you shouldn't. Because our faith is communal. Our faith is bound up with one another. And so take the time to invest in each other, because as you build relationships with other people, you are going to find Christ in the midst of them. I truly believe that. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I encourage you on Facebook, you can go watch just the sermon and see what happened. Or you can find it on YouTube and watch the whole service. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. Now, don't expect that level of creativity from me all that often, because I will tell you that that wiped my brain out for a little bit. <laughs> um, so this week, uh, don't expect fireworks, because uh, that's not going to happen every week. Because, But also, I want to give you time to really let that um, become a part of you, that you reflect and meditate on it, that you let it become something that ignites within you a desire to grow deeper into this community, to entangle yourself further. So as I mentioned, one of the things that we're really trying to focus on is creating opportunities for that connection to one another, to continue to build the community that is here. Because many of you, I don't think, realize how awesome you are. I have the unique benefit of getting to know all of you to some degree. And what I know is how awesome all of you are. But I don't think you know. I don't think you know. And so that's why you're going to start seeing, and, and it's already happening, a lot more opportunities for connection. In the month of September, we have some things happening. Uh, <clears throat> the 19th, we have our Loads of Love mission. Uh, we need more people to sign up for that. This is the, uh, this month, it, it has gone down to just one two-hour shift from four to six, but it is a full two hours. And we need like six people or so to really make that happen. So can you, if you are a parent and you're like, you know what, I would love to, Pastor Katie, but... Uh, I got my kid or my kids and and I can't do that. Yes, you can. Every time I've done loads of love, I've brought my son, Ethan, who is four years old with me. And every time he has the time of his life, because you know what Ethan loves to do more than anything else? Put quarters in machines, hand people laundry pods. If your kids are there, we will put them to work and they will get to experience the joy of serving. They will get to experience people being grateful to them. It's worth it. If that has been your hesitation, don't let it be, because I'm going to be there on Tuesday with my son, Ethan, and I want you to come as well. Ethan can show your kids the ropes. He's four years old, and he is a pro at this already. 
There's no excuse that if you have the time that you are not coming and sharing in this incredible ministry that we have to people in our community that we might not see in any other time. We've started doing a prayer box at Loads of Love and the prayers that come in from there. You have no idea just by looking at someone what is going on in their life. But when they share those prayer requests with us that we can pray for them, you start to see people who are really hurting people who are really broken, people who are really scared because they're trying so hard to make ends meet. And this one little thing of not having to worry about how I'm going to pay for my laundry helps for us to be able to say, we just want to do this for you. We're not going to make you prove yourself. We're not going to make you promise that you're going to come to church. We're not going to make you sign your name on a dotted line. We are just going to do this for you because you came. And because God told us to love our neighbor. No strings attached. Because that is so powerful in the life of someone who feels so overwhelmed by life, who feels that everyone is out to get them, who feels that they are in debt in so many ways. And for us to be able to say this, this is a gift of grace. That might be the only grace they experience. So come experience that for yourself. Be an agent of grace. And if what's holding you back is a judgment of they don't deserve it, what if they go and spend the money that they would have spent on laundry doing something? What if they do? God didn't call us to love the people who were worthy. God called us to love our neighbor. And there was no qualifications on that. Our neighbor is whoever God puts in our way. And I believe God has called us to be in that laundromat every week. I believe that God and other churches have felt that calling too. And they are sending their people. And I want us to send our people to be in mission. If you... Feel like, does church make a difference? You show up at Loads of Love and you will see how we are making a difference in our community and how we are connecting to people and loving people and creating opportunities for people. It is incredible. And I'm so sad that so much of our church has missed out on it because they're afraid. I'm going to be there this week, and I want you to come. Even if you don't sign up, come just to see what it is. Come just to experience it. Come to ask me those questions or to, to put those things out there. Because if you can set aside your fear, if you can set aside your hesitation, if you can set aside your judgment and just come and serve and love, those are the moments that we grow. Those are the moments where we experience transformation. You will walk away a different person. I guarantee it. That's too... I've only gotten to Tuesday. That's how far I've gotten. And look it, I've already been on my soapbox like four times. All right. <clears throat> Wednesdays, prayer group, 8.30 in the morning. This group is doing God's work. Let me tell you, again, this is one of those, like, I cannot take credit for it. It was not my idea. My credit is that I said, yes, and I will show up. And 
let me tell you, I show up, but God shows up <laughs> in, in a profound way. And one of the things that the ladies in this group have done, and so far it is the ladies, but I, I'm convinced that when you, when you unleash the women, um, you know, things are happening. These ladies, not only will they pray for what is happening, they then send cards to the people that they're praying for. And we have started to receive cards back from these people. And these are people that some are in the church, some are connected to us, to, to whoever is there in a tangential way. I have had uh, ladies in this group send prayer or send note cards to my high school friends who I was like, I would, they need prayer. This is going on. And they have responded to me of like, Katie, that car made me cry. I can't believe you have people in your church who don't even know me praying for me. Again, if you want to feel where the power of this church is, start coming to these things because I'm speechless, honestly, which is not good for a podcast. So I kinda, I'm going to press on 8.30 Wednesday mornings. Also, honestly, out of that, the ministerial has relaunched their prayer group. And they are meeting at our church every Wednesday at 10.30. The pastors, not all of them, but the pastors of Yankton are going to meet at the Methodist Church weekly to pray for loads of love, to pray for Servant Hearts Clinic. We're starting to put prayer boxes out into the community. We're working on trying to get them translated into other languages that people speak in this community. But they are going to be praying for the mission and ministries of our churches. God is moving. Powerful things are happening. And let me tell you, they're happening under our roof. It's amazing. Thursday, the 21st. I'm still in next week. Isn't this amazing? Thursday the 21st, we're doing Women's Night Out. So last fall, we did a couple months of Mom's Night Out. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, I think the first one, we had like 30-some moms show up. It was amazing. The second one, I think we had like 15 moms show up. You know how hard it is to get a mom to actually carve out time for herself? Nearly impossible. I speak as a mom. But when the men found out, they were like, we want that. We want a men's night out. So they started doing it. They can do it monthly, no problem. Uh, and we've really felt the need for moms and women to have something similar. So it's happening. We are going to do a monthly women's night out. It's open to all women. But listen to me when I say that if you are a mom, come. You need a night out. You need a night with other moms of faith who get it. And, and it's not going to be a heavy agenda thing. It's mostly going to be creating that community because you have an incredible community of women in this church and you might not realize it. Because it's so easy as moms to get wrapped up in your own world and your own agenda and just trying to get your kids from A to B to C and get your husband to do this and get your job done and get like that. The last thing on your plate is you and caring for yourself and advocating for your own needs and especially your own spiritual needs. 
And so come this next week on the 21st, we're going to meet at Murdo's and we're just going to have a dinner together and get to know each other a little bit and laugh and just look around the table and be like, holy, holy moly. These are amazing women. Because I want you to know that we have some of the most incredible women ever that I have ever met right here in this church. We do. So if you can't make it this month, we're going to get, as soon as I get we get the date nailed down, I'm going to let you know what October's date is so you can get it on your calendar. So you can tell your husband, hey, you're watching the kids tonight. If, if your husband is out of town, if you don't have one, whatever, let us know. We will coordinate around and try to get it so that you can make it because you are worth investing in. You are worth having this time. And I am adamant about that. As someone who really struggles with self-care, who really struggles with um, feeling like I can do something for myself and then not feel guilty about it. Let's work on that together. Let's do that together because I know I'm not the only one. And so your pastor is saying for the sake of your spiritual health, you need to start plugging in with the other women of this church. Again, I want us bound together I want us entangled together because then we can start supporting one another. We are stronger together. You don't have to do this on your own. And I'm here to help you. And I'm here to encourage you and to guide you. And so if you're watching this and you know one of the incredible women of the church who needs this, who won't make it, uh, who won't push for it for herself, send it to her and maybe send an invitation and say, you know what? I really think you should do this. And if you can't figure out someone to watch your kids, I'll watch your kids so you can go because I think it's that important. That's my challenge to you. Thursday, like I think 6, 630. Um, I need to double check on that. Uh, out at Murdo's. Uh, and then the 24th. Oh, I'm so excited. Chili cook-off right here in the church. We're gonna have a chili cook-off. We're having a silent auction. It's all going toward our missions. In particular, the banquet, loads of love um, and our various, we've got Angel Tree coming up. We've got a lot of missions that we love to support. Um, and so that's happening uh, the 24th. If you are planning to make a chili, if you think that you can beat Susan Chavy, the People's Choice Award winner chili maker, can you let us know? You don't have to let us know. You could wake up in the middle of the night, Saturday night on the, on the 23rd and be like, I'm going to make chili today and you can bring it. And that is a-okay. I will love that. But you can also let us know and then we'll make sure we have a special place for your chili. Now, I want you to know that I am planning to make chili. And I know that you think of me uh you know, that you think in our family that my husband is the only one who's capable of cooking and baking, and he's very good. He makes the bread. I'm a baker. That's my, apart from bread, I do everything else. But when we come together, when he takes the things he's good at, and I take the things I'm good at, and we become a team, I tell you what you do not know, you do not know how good this is going to be. 
So come on the 24th, invite your friends, invite your neighbors. Well, the way we're going to do it is you get to try the chilies and then you vote for your favorite chili by putting in some money. Again, 100% of that going to missions. At the same time, we're going to be having a silent auction. Sherry Doherty seeded this with her blessed to be a blessing reverse offering that happened back on Mother's Day. There's going to be uh, different baskets available and it's a silent auction. You know, you you put your bid in and see highest bidder. If you are a Vikings fan or you know a Vikings fan, you are not going to want to miss this. We've got some great Vikings things uh, and some vintage Vikings things that are going to be in there. Um, so great opportunity for some Christmas shopping. Just putting that out there. And then... Uh, also, this will be the first day. One of the things we're going to start doing is on the last Sunday of every month, we're going to invite you to celebrate all of the birthdays and anniversaries of that month. And so the people who have birthdays and anniversaries that month are going to get a special invite um, mailed to them to show up that day so that at fellowship time, this one obviously is fellowship slash chili cook-off time. We're going to have cake and cupcake, cake or cupcakes, and we're going to celebrate you because birthdays and anniversaries are amazing and should be celebrated. And we want to, again, build that community, build those connections together. Um, that was one week. I didn't even get into October where we have soup kitchen happening. I didn't get into November where we'll have charge conference and looking like maybe we'll do a potluck with it. I didn't get into Christmas yet. I did one week. Things are happening. And I want you to be a part of it. If you haven't filled out your soul scan, do that. Because that's another great way for me to connect with you. And to help to connect you with other people. I think I've talked enough for this episode. I maybe have a little bit too much caffeine today. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's more that it's finally fall and I'm in my happy place wearing my fall colors and not sweating uh, everywhere. Um, but I think it's also because I have been front and center in watching God move in this church. I have been front and center in seeing the ways that the people of this church are incredible. And I just want all of you to see and experience what I have seen and what I get to experience because it's amazing. God is good. God is with us. And great things are happening. So I hope to see you in worship. And I hope to see you at some of these other things that are happening. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship here at the church on Sundays at 10 a.m. You can also find us online via our website at firstumcyankton.org or search for us on YouTube.